The Confound Millennial is brought to you by the Cinelux Collective. Need drone footage? Got it. Need promo video for your next event? Got it. Are you a realtor or business owner ready to enter into the future? They got you there too. With their Matterport camera, they can turn any building into a virtual tour. Realtors. That means that you can give tours of properties to anyone throughout the world. And for small businesses, I'm telling you, this is the future of advertisement. So check them out at CineluxCollective.com. That's C-I-N-E-L-U-X-E collective.com and welcome to the confound millennial starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels and featuring Luke Pilgrim and Brad Kennedy of Sozo Bear Films I didn't forget your names. I forgot whether I wanted to say Sozo Bear Films first or your names. <laughs> no, it was like it. Sozo Bear Films of Luke and Brad. I'm like that doesn't really make sense. It's okay. I think it worked great. Yeah. Like so how are you guys doing today? Good, good, really good. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm excited to talk to y'all. I've got a bunch of questions. I got uh, I've uh, like I told you, I didn't do too much studying. Like I. I find there's a bit of a difference between studying and stalking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fine line. Uh, with you guys, I studied up before I came into mm-hmm. this. and uh, But with uh, Boz, from the bassist from the band Capstan, the last interview I did, I, I found myself totally stalking him. <laughs> um, when yeah. did you realize that you were stalking him? Like, did you... Were you like doing research? And I think like, it was oh, when I was. Too far. I think it was when I was trying to find a picture to put on the Instagram because I didn't want to be like, "Yo, dog, like, want to send me a selfie that I can use right. for this?" And so I just did a deep dive into his Instagram <laughs> and <laughs> Facebook, and it was like once I realized I was like three years back, I was like, "Okay, too far." I've gone too far here. I, I went, took his profile that picture us. through that's that. That's like, that's kind of like your, the worst nightmare thing. Like maybe you're on uh, Instagram, like say you're looking at an ex-girlfriend's page or something. You scroll back years and you accidentally like it. Now you're a oh, psycho. Like yeah. you're crazy. And it's like two in the morning. That's a crazy person. They, they're like, what? You like it's never photo? not two in the morning. And they know that no, you, they know you're like looking at all their photos. Cause why did you like one from like two years ago? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Speaking about, uh, I was going to say speaking about crazy stuff, but there's some <laughs> crazy stuff I want to talk about later. Okay. First, I want to jump straight into it. Who are you guys? Because um, a lot of my fans might not know. A lot of them do because you guys are local legends around here. Everybody in the world uh, <laughs> from this small area knows the name Luke Pilgrim. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man. Um, yeah, well, I'm Luke. And I'm Brad. And, you know, together we started Sosa Bear Films in 2016. Uh, we met at the University of North Georgia. Mm-hmm. And we're located in Dahlonega. You know, um, Luke's obviously from Cleveland. Yep, I'm, I'm a from, legend, yeah, apparently. So. Uh, I'm from Dade County, Georgia, which most people, if they don't know, is right below Chattanooga, Tennessee, where the northwest corner of the state. I came to college here in Dahlonega, met Luke, and 
and then became best friends. Yeah, I uh, like like I was telling you before the podcast, I went back to school when I was 25. So um, if people do know me, they probably knew me from playing music. I did that for a long time, um, most of my life. And then uh, like at 25, I decided I want to go back to school. I was like, I looked at UNG and it was it was North Georgia College and State University back mm-hmm. then, like when me and Brad started there. But uh, they were offering a film program that like I'd never obviously back when I graduated high school, uh, back in the old days, they didn't offer that. So I was like, well, that looks pretty interesting. I had been doing our music videos for my band last November. Uh, I had been doing our music videos anyways, like directing and editing those, and I knew I really liked it and kind of had an eye for that kind of thing. And um, my parents owned a movie rental store growing up, you know, I just always loved movies and I was always deep into that kind of, uh, you know, watching film and and uh, storytelling. Even when I was like writing songs, I just loved the, the idea of storytelling. So went back to school for that at 25 and ran into Brad. We did our senior capstone project together. So um, that was pretty cool because no one had really done a joint exhibition before because uh, we, we were art majors. Like since then it's changed and it's a communications degree. But back then we were, we were fine art majors in the film, you know, film studies. And so uh, we wrote a movie together called The Apology Service and did a Kickstarter campaign, you know, and raised a little over $5,000 and shot that movie. And that kind of... That was kind of what started Sozo Bear Films. Mm-hmm. You know, that was our first like real collaboration. Um, and like after we um, after we graduated, the art department hired us to do a commercial for them, like yeah. a, what we call docu promos. And uh, that was our first project, our first like you know official uh, client yeah. at Sozo Bear Films. Because I remember like you know we finished the apology service and we have this premiere in November right before graduating and you know it was a huge success a lot of people came you know we maxed it out uh you know seating on campus i think you know some people were even standing Mm -hmm. but um you know a couple of days before we were coming up with like okay you know we can't just say luke pilgrim and brad kennedy presents you know this movie it's like you know we come up with a production company name. The eleventh hour, trying to mm-hmm. figure out something to throw up on screen, and we're just hanging out. You know, there's this dungeon esque area that we used to work at all the time at UNG, um, in their, um, in what should we call it? Like sculpture. It was like this closet and this three D design room. It was a basement for sure. Yeah, building, no, no windows. Yeah. Just computer lab, and we would always be there, like all the time working on either our movies before the apology service that film you know any other stuff we were doing writing scripts but um, it sounds like the place to work like yeah hold on you know we're gonna go edit these videos yeah. we'll be down in our freaking lair yeah, oh, we, we would be there like way late at night like three in the morning there yeah. was no distractions that's for sure i mean there wasn't even a poster on the yeah. wall that place was just like bare walls and no windows yeah. but the craziest thing was like we were just coming up throwing any names out there and nothing was sticking like we were like oh maybe something with you know animals like you know, doing name generations and stuff like that. And we tried, like, mashing up our names. Yeah. I mean, and, and what was crazy is, like, a couple of days before that, what yeah. led to this was uh, a co- I used to work at the bookstore on campus, 
and they found a little kitten mm-hmm. outside of their house. One of my coworkers did, and they were asking if if I wanted it. So my wife and I went and looked at this the you know this cute mm-hmm. little cat, and of course we were like, yeah, we'll take it. We took it. We took her home, little black kitten, um, and we already had a cat named Sozo. So Sozo is like you know obviously the queen of the the castle. So. When we took this other little black cat home, she just wasn't having it. I mean, she went insane. She mm-hmm. hated hated it. Um, and she was like super, I mean, it like she freaked out. She wouldn't even let us pick her up and stuff. So so Brad was like, well, you know, like he decided he would take the cat. Yeah. He, he Which would. is such a crazy thing because I remember they, him and his wife Carrie brought Bear, you know, before she, I guess, officially was called Bear into the dungeon, you know, editing lab. And, yeah. like, they were late, you know, to come in for me and Luke to edit the apology service. And I was a little annoyed about it, I remember it. And then, you know, they brought this cat. And, you know, I was like, for real? Like, a cat? And then, like, two days later, I'm like, yeah, this is my cat now. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> they uh, you know, I was like, yeah, I'll take her. And, you know, I took her on. They had actually named Bear because of some, like, YouTube video mm-hmm. where this girl's like, get away from the me yeah. bear. Yeah, the bear. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that, but this girl's yelling at a bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's going, like, bear. And so I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. And but bear kind of looked like this like yeah. little black bear too. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, like we have these two cats now, you know, and both of us have one, and somehow we just we're like sozo bear, okay. And then Luke quickly, like, you know, as many compliments as we get for our logo, the fact that it was probably compiled within like five minutes and yeah. pieced together it. It's just so, like, one of those serendipitous, like, moments where I mean, everything like, just came together. You can see, totally like, understand that. It was crazy because, yeah. like, I mean, obviously people listening can't see, but we have a big Sozo Bear logo on the wall. It'll be on the Instagram if you want to check it out yeah, for so, episode uh, 67. So that, that, we were, like, painting that the other night. You know, we used a projector to put it up on the wall. My wife was helping me paint it and I was thinking like how crazy this is so bizarre that this giant it's a big logo that we're painting that yeah like he said I made it you know in photoshop in like a few minutes um not it wasn't even something we put a whole lot of thought into at the time um but it became definitely what we used to brand our business Mm -hmm. because we put it on everything you know and we when we're any any kind of like funny meme type image we're making or any kind of shirts or if we're making a movie poster or, or if it's a, something for a client and it's like a thumbnail for the video, it always has the Sozo Bear logo in there. And so, yeah, it was just, it's it's very surreal to think about, you know, us sitting in that tiny little room and I made it so quick, you know, from in, fo- in Photoshop. Just, it was going to be and just now a it's just this big deal. Yeah, yeah, now it's the thing we use. Yeah, it's, it's what we use. It was it's on my t-shirt It's right on Brad's now. shirt right now. It's what makes you feel legit. You stand right. behind it. It's right. your yeah. flag. Yeah. Right, exactly. exactly. It's our yeah. banner. And uh, we, it was going to just be like a, a mock-up or something. But yeah. It, it ended yeah, up Yeah, because being, we, we put it up at the premiere and then, I guess... And people yeah, laughed. It, took, it was a far side. And yeah, people laughed and they were like, oh, you know, whatever. And then... You know, by a few months later, you know, that was the company we were working at every single day. Yeah. It's like uh, with my logo, Kyle had just come up with the idea live on a podcast, like way back in the Mm -hmm. teens or something, just jokingly. 
And I wrote up a friend of mine that was an artist. She asked me how drunk I was. <laughs> and I was like, I am sober. This is what I want. Yeah. And then uh, I got it blown up as a canvas. And ever since then, I like have this sense of pride behind yeah. that image. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. So I totally get what you guys mean. And I totally love that it's named after cats, too. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, big member, usually, I lock them out sometimes, but we let the podcats, as I call them, I like that. Uh, cool. roam wild when we do go live. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> the podcats. And that's, that's what they are, man. Anytime I leave, they're sitting in the podcast chairs looking like they're just doing their thing. The other night I had left one up and forgot that I left it up. I was like, Lily, have you been you been recording a podcast <laughs> over here? Posting Secret episode. <laughs> so let's go ahead and dive into okay. it. Encounters. Cool. Okay. All right. So I watched the first one of that, and uh-huh. I'm excited to watch the rest of them. Awesome, cool. Uh, yeah. I listened to uh, the Atlanta Film Podcast mm-hmm. that y'all did. Uh, do you happen to remember what number it is? In case? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's called sure. Atlanta Film Chat. Yeah, uh, it's, it was very recent. I would coach somebody could be listening to this at any time. So I don't know. I can't remember the, what number it was. Yeah. Somebody is yelling it out there that has listened to it, and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it's very recent, so you can just go look. I just searched y'all's names and Atlanta Film Chat, and it was the first thing that came up. But I was surprised to hear that really the first scene that y'all had was the abduction. Yeah. Yeah. That That, uh, you just, you had that, that it was a commercial uh, for something. What was it a commercial for? It was for Sunset Bear Films, like... Just your own commercial. Well, yeah, we usually do a like a commercial each year, um, where we it's you know like we're usually we're making client work or a lot of times like doing these original films, but we try to make a commercial each year that's something creative and fun that sort of uh, I guess tells what we're about and it's like you know expresses our brand and our style and everything like that. And this was just a really fun way to to make an alien movie, kind of, but in a short in a short commercial, something that wasn't going to take quite as much time as a, a full short film would mm-hmm. take, and everything. Um, but we really we definitely went all out for the commercial, and it was it was definitely like kind of a lot of that uh, close encounters of the third kind, um, sort of. Uh, what would you say like homage um, you know yeah. to that oh, like sure. we had the the vacuum cleaner moving and the TV yeah. going on and the, the flashing lights all that stuff was in the commercial because <laughs> the commercial was a little more par- parody kind of yeah. you know it does was the just, commercial exist anywhere yeah. Yeah. oh yeah it's still, it's still there it's still on our YouTube so you can uh, watch the commercial anymore, but. so you can watch the commercial and see the scene oh, yeah, as yeah. it encounters yeah, yeah exactly. because pretty much the commercial culminates you know um, Grady Port's character, he's the main actor in the calendars and the main actor in the commercial. He gets abducted, you know, and but instead of waking up in the woods like what happens in episode one of Encounters, he kinda is back in his kitchen at home. His mom, who's played by a completely different actress yeah. in the commercial, and, you know, she's like, you know, something's weird with, with my son because he's scribbling on sheets of paper. And, you know, she's walking and, you know, 
all hell breaks loose in the house. You know, the vacuum cleaner comes alive, the TV's lights you know, are flickering. flickering. And then, you know, she looks over his shoulder and he turns around and says, you know, our slogan, creative cinematic storytelling. And then you see the image and it's a bunch of pictures we actually have it hanging up there of yeah. the Sozo Bear logo. So it's basically like a oh. bunch of pieces of paper that he's yeah. scribbling on, but when you put them all together, it makes the Sozo Bear logo. Yeah. That was got to make sure to check that yeah, out. Yeah, that, that's how yeah, the commercial cult ends. Kind of similar to in Close Encounters, you know, the main character, uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character, is constantly obsessed with, you know, what is it, Devil's Tower, Devil's yeah. Peak. You know, so he's. I don't you know, know if carving, they call it that in the movie. But yeah, yeah, but he's carving the mashed sh- potatoes and like you know forming three D sculptures, and he doesn't know what that shape is. So and there's and other then eventually characters. he figures it out. Yeah, there's other characters in the movie that are painting it or drawing yeah. it. They're all like they had this like telepathic like image mm-hmm. just shot into their brains by these you know extraterrestrials. Yeah. So we were kind of thinking for the commercial a similar thing of like you know. You know, if someone in this world, this commercial world, like, <laughs> didn't know what Sozo Bear Films is, but they're seeing this logo, you know, and it's like, they're getting our brand kind of, like, zapped, guess, zapped into <laughs> their heads. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, it was, a, it was a blast. I mean, it really was a lot of fun. It, it felt like we were making, you know, a Steven Spielberg movie mm-hmm. or something. We, it, was, it was a lot of fun to make. And, um... The cast and the crew and the, our, our composer, Philip, a, a lot of them reached out to us afterwards and were like, that turned out so good. Like, why isn't this a short film? And that was when Brad and I sat down and we just started brainstorming concepts. We were like, how can we turn this into a short film? Mm-hmm. Is something salvageable like from the actual commercial that we can use? Mm-hmm. And that was when we settled on using keeping the abduction scene in there. Like we okay. we you know we tweaked it a little in the in the final in the movie like in, in encounters. It's been tweaked a little. It's had some stuff added. It's lengthened a little bit for the abduction. Like mm-hmm. some of the footage was that we didn't use and stuff. And we shot an extra scene like of the when the trash can lid like floats up and yeah. stuff like that. That was an extra scene that was shot. Um, so we added a little bit, made a little more ominous music, but it's basically that little portion was exactly like the commercial almost. And it's tough. I'll, I'll tell you that to take something, you know, we've never done a project like that before where you have a scene, you have an idea already that's been filmed, you have footage and you're like, okay, now we have to make a whole nother story around it. Yeah. And match the tone and everything like the colors, the, the lighting, all that stuff needs to, and I mean the, to the amount of grain that's in that footage, like, the rest of the movie needs to kind of match like, what we shot that night and yeah. for the commercial, you know. Because, like, to me, story-wise, like, thinking of it, uh, you're saying, you know, this hard to do. Uh, and I'm, like, thinking of it story-wise. No, you got a starting point. Yeah. But then you started talking about all the technical stuff oh, and, yeah. like, making everything match. Or and that's, oh, that like, sounds like a nightmare. We shot that, we shot the commercial maybe in June of you know 2018 and you know once we had the full idea of the script for encounters we went back on location and shot you know um that was probably like august you know a couple of months have passed at that point so it's like making sure your actor's hair is still the same length that Mm. you know you could look at it and be like oh that's the same character the same night you know 
There uh-huh. were a lot of little difficult things, you know, yeah. making sure the costume is exactly like, the same. Yeah, making sure, like, he still has that shirt or yeah. whatever, you know. I've run into uh, stuff in the past uh, while I was working with a youth group of mine where uh, people would come up with characters and uh, eventually get rid of the costume. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because uh, they're clearing out the closet, like, right. oh, I won't need that again, yeah. and then... I call them up. Hey, do you still have that underwoman costume you came up with? <laughs> like, no, of course not. I threw that away yesterday. Yeah, uh, oh, and of it's course it was yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, it was always yesterday. But so, Encounters is an anthology, kind of a modern day uh, Twilight Zone type yeah. deal, mm-hmm. uh, Black Mirror esque. And you already have down all of the first season, or as far as the storyline goes, correct? Yeah, yeah. outlined. Yeah, outlined. like we've we're working on the script still for uh, two and three episodes, mm-hmm. two and three. Like they're they're written, but they're they're definitely uh, still in that final stages where we're kind of rewriting and everything. But um, yeah, the end of the season has been outlined, but we haven't written those yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say, I feel like it was kind of like Brad and I kept having a bunch of different ideas that we thought, oh, these are cool concepts. They all can work within mm-hmm. that theme of be careful what yeah. you wish for. Because I think that was the big thing, too, when coming up with that first episode, we had to figure out, okay, what's the theme of it? And then we kind of figured it out to be, be careful what you wish for. And then, like Luke was saying, we were... Where did that come from? Um, I would say, or just out of a midnight brainstorm. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but you know, it's it's even kind of crazier because we we you know we took the commercial, turned it into this short film, and then we at that time we weren't thinking about making it into a series. Mm -hmm. We were just going to make a short film, just like we were just going to make a commercial, and then we were just going to make a short film. And then after we were kind of in the editing process of the short film is when we were like, why don't we try to turn this into a series, you know? Um, Soon it'll be just one movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, because I I think what we talked about and, and, you know, every, every filmmaker is sort of like working their way up to making features or, you know, a lot of most people, they want to make a feature length film. Um, which is very expensive, very difficult to achieve. You know, we're working with someone right now on our first feature. Um, uh, someone approached us about that they had written a movie and they wanted us to direct it and everything. So we're we're actually working with someone on uh, pro- pro- directing and producing our first feature length. But congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, it's, we're definitely excited about that. It's going to be a really cool project. Um, but with um, with encounters, we were thinking. We we kind of joked around about like could we make a bunch of short films and like piece them all together to make it the length of a feature because that we were like we we could do that like we could feasibly shoot a bunch of short films it's just a lot harder when you're trying to shoot that feature length and you're out there for twenty or thirty days of filming instead of three or four or whatever so uh, that was sort of like a sort of the joke initially we mm-hmm. were like we could do this and then. It became more of a reality when we were like, "Well, we I, maybe we can do that. We can take these these short episodes of you know what we ended up calling encounters, and uh, when you watch them all together, it's like you've got around an hour of content or whatever. So it's kind of like a feature, you know. You've got 
enough to sit there and you can binge all the episodes and it's like you've watched a full length movie. Now, encounters, is it strictly like alien encounters or ghosts, squatches? It's definitely aliens, but, you know, obviously aliens can take a lot of different forms, you know. So the second episode focuses on, like, this alien plant. I mean, some people think Bigfoot is an alien. See, he's siding with me. Chupacabra is from outer space. Yeah. That's all I got (laughs) to say. Exactly. So there's definitely, like, there's, like, because there's one episode we want to do that's, like, a monster film, you know, yeah. and, and there's, there's like, I don't know, if you listen to the Atlanta Film Chat, we talked about that, like, there's a, there's going to be an episode with cavemen who, yeah. who run into some ETs, so. It's not always the little gray men, yeah. you know, because we did But that I like in the that you episode. used the grays for yeah. the first one. Well, yeah. I, I feel like it's such, you gotta, like, ease people in, you don't take them to the really strange part of, you know aliens and they're like this makes no sense at all this doesn't look like an alien to me you know right they kind of want something familiar you kind of bring them into your world and then you like when start you're starting exploring. something out like this you want it to be like this is an alien mm-hmm. this yeah. isn't something off a of crypt tv this right. is an alien right 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 yeah yeah because uh, with, you know, things with creatures in it, the creature really sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's like you, you want to make sure that people understand this is an alien show, and then later on you can start to, you know, deviate. Same thing, like, take for instance, like Black Mirror, you know, for uh, first two seasons or something, all the episodes are so bleak and depressing at the end, and, you know... But eventually they start bringing happier endings and stuff like that. You know, they got to set the tone and kind of follow it for a little bit before you start deviating. Yeah, there's sort of a, a format that yeah. they're trying to... And that's sort of what we're doing with Encounters, too. I mean, the ep- def- most of the episodes end uh, pretty bleakly. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty d- it's a dark, yeah, dark note for the ending, usually. And, and I'll that, tell you, that... That ending had me thinking more about it than I should have. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm driving to work after I watched that, and I was just like, does the kid look the same to himself? What, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, yeah. what do the parents just see? Yeah. Like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> I know. I'm glad that you thought like that, though, yeah. because um, I think that's what we want. You know, we want people to definitely question it and... and and to be that's like one of my favorite things is like leaving the theater and in the car on the way home dissecting it exactly that's they're not good by any chance because I've only done three of them so far but I'm trying to start doing my own movie review podcast oh cool but I want to capture less of a review like you should see this you should not this sucked this sucked or whatever and capture that ride home yeah. conversation yeah, exactly like, that's always are, been that's the best those are some of the best like for sure that's my favorite part of going yeah. to the movie yes oh, yeah. absolutely so when I do those podcasts I tell them and we've even done it at a time where I saw the movie one day and my buddy saw a movie on the other day I was like do not talk to anyone about this movie do not right. say a word mm-hmm. about this movie until we t- meet up are you gonna do anywhere you watch it and then do it like immediately immediately after yeah we did that with uh, detective Pikachu my girlfriend okay. and I went and saw that and immediately mm-hmm. came back that's cool uh, you know what you should record it in the car 
like on the way home. That's the only the only thing is is I ride in the redneck mobile. Yeah. Uh, that has no AC and one window. Oh, the that windows rolls would down. be pretty yeah. noisy. Yeah, so it definitely was a thought, but then that thought got well thrown out the window yeah. almost immediately. Yeah, that's a cool concept though. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. But I love I love anything. That gets you thinking afterwards. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what keeps. That's what builds a fan base. Uh-huh. Is you want people to keep coming back for more. Figure yeah. out what was this, right? And you know, even if they don't answer it. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest things uh, about movies in general, short films, long, whatever, is making the audience ask the question, "Why?" Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like what Luke says, like. I consider it a success if someone's, like, trying to think about, okay, how does this world work? You know, what's the what's the logic to this? You know, are, is the kid seeing his parent? you know, he sees them as how they are, but they, you know, what are they seeing with him? You know, what do they... Right. You, you know, can tell they see him as, next? like, a human. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's not one of the aliens yeah. now. They yeah. see him, but... I guess we're spoiling this if you, if someone yeah. hasn't seen it. Spoiler but. alert. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. It's a seven minute movie. Yeah, so you can start at the well, beginning. And that's <laughs> a, that's the thing too. Is like, can you make someone think in seven minutes uh-huh. or five minutes or twelve minutes? Like, can you like, can you like tell a story in that short amount of time? And that's what we really love about short films and mm-hmm. like why we're making it a short film anthology. Instead of trying to do 30-minute or hour-long episodes, not just because, yeah, it would be tough and more expensive, but because we really like the art form of mm-hmm. making shorts. And you guys were talking on the uh, that other podcast that I had listened to about how not a lot of people really understand why mm-hmm. make a short film oh, yeah. over a feature. Yeah. And I really appreciate the people that make short films because I have ADHD and I cannot mm-hmm. yeah. pay attention to a movie for yeah. anything. But I can sit down and watch a seven, eight minute right. you know, video, yeah. no problem. And, and you're not alone. That's a lot of people. Yeah. You know, there's a lot oh, of people sure. who can't they can't necessarily give uh, that large chunk of time, you know, to a to a feature or uh, and that's why a lot of times you might sit down and watch like five episodes of The Office. Yeah. Even though it's mm-hmm. longer than the feature you would have watched, it's in these digestible little little chunks. So little nuggets. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're like, I can sit here and watch yeah. Steve Carell for four hours, but and not really. <laughs> but you I'm never not think you're you're not you. Be honest, you never think you're going in for four hours. Yeah. You think oh, no. you're going yeah. in for an hour at the most, yeah. and yeah. then six hours later. Two, you know, yeah. two episodes, and then you're like, it's six episodes After later. two times for Netflix, it's like, are you still watching? And you're like, obviously. Yeah, yes. exactly. Quit calling me so out. Stop Netflix. judging me, Netflix. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely that weird, um, you know, a lot of people, like... Are familiar with short films now I definitely feel like with the internet and mm-hmm. you know YouTube people are familiar with the format but I don't think people still understand it as an art form you know and, and it's especially people around here oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's like one of the things that really drew me to wanting to do a podcast with you guys is you guys are you know I'm kind of young into this creative process we just started back in December and you guys already are out there getting your uh, Kickstarter goals or whatever. 
you're out there entering into film festivals mm-hmm. and but it's so different being a creator in a small town yeah as opposed mm-hmm. to being out there with everybody else because nobody with me I say I do a podcast and 9 times out of 10 the next question is what is that right yeah <laughs> yeah and well, you know, it is different, but it's also awesome because benefits, you, there's sure. benefits, and you have because of, because of the internet, it's like no one no one knows like who's listening to you, your fans. They don't know the difference. You know what I mean? It's not like to them it doesn't matter like where the podcast comes from or like where we're based out of. Yeah. You know, if we can build like a solid fan base um, through the internet to those people. Um, they're just looking. For, they're just hungry for like really good content, you know, and mm-hmm. solid stories mm-hmm. and and uh, interesting podcasts with you know yeah. interesting guests and stuff like that. So it's like the the, the internet's definitely leveled the playing field um, in that way. Uh, it but you walk, you know, just you know, hanging out around town, you're definitely gonna run into that. People are gonna yeah. be like, "What? Why are you doing a podcast?" Kind of like why. Some people might think, like, well, what's the point? Like, why make this short film? You know, um, like, are you making money at it? It's like, well, that's yeah. not the goal, really. The goal is to create something, you know, to make some kind of art, to put it out there, you know, to build a following, to build a fan base with it. And it always ends up coming like, back to us and mm-hmm. helping our business grow. You know, the, the commercial side of our business has always grown because of the creative side. Mm-hmm. And they're really both kind of one and the same. Like, uh, you know, money's good and all that, but really mm-hmm. uh, what the real payoff is is making a film that moves people or yeah. releasing a podcast that really gets people yeah. laughing. 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, too, you know, yeah, we could be working every single day and only doing, you know, the commercial stuff and, you know, Trying to seek out any and all projects and not bring any creativity to it, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, we've created this job for ourselves, and we don't want it to be to a point where we like absolutely hate it. You know, so you know that was us going into creating those over films where we're like, if we're filmmakers, we need to be making films. Like, we can't just start a company have films in the tile and then never make another short film or creative, you know, series or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the one thing that I'm, you know, really happy and glad that we're able to, you know, do that. Where, you know, each year, any opportunity we have, we can, like, really focus in on, you know, okay, what's our next movie? What's a creative aspect that we could bring to the stocky promo music video um commercial you know it's it's really a blessing to be able to be creative each and every day i want to go back to aliens real quick just because encounters is your big (coughs) thing right here so what do y'all think about aliens huh (laughs) like are they real are they real y'all storming area 51 (laughs) (laughs) no you know i did listen to bob lazar on joe rogan though and i mean that he seemed like a hundred percent legit. Like I, I just nothing about what he was saying felt like he was a liar to me, you know. And he's like this guy who worked for what well, well, S four, which is what everyone confuses for Area Fifty One. I mean, he sounds like 
legitimately like he's worked on alien technology, you know. Um, and then I watched his documentary, which has come out recently too. And same thing, man. It was just like so believable. You know, uh, prior to that, it was probably like, I don't know, maybe it's not. I think that given the uh, size of the universe, there's definitely a good chance that there's something out there. And there's probably a good reason where the sort of myth came from, you know, where these stories came from. I imagine they they came from something, you know, not just uh, someone made it up one day. Have you been, uh, I was wondering if you guys have been gathering any inspiration from uh, all this storming Area, Area 51, 51. Uh, nonsense. Maybe not inspiration, but we're definitely, like, we're trying to figure out what's, we need to make a I'd love of to, our own, but... <laughs> Cause I'd love to see a film about what happens if they do get in. Yeah, like one of my favorite uh, memes I've seen so far, and I have a massive folder I've just collected of these Area Fifty One memes. <laughs> I don't know why they just make me laugh. It's like when you get uh, by the guards, fine, and then they let my homeboy out, and it's just a picture of the predator, arms wide open, screaming. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. That's that's a good idea for like a movie though. Of like you know, what if this actually happened and you know it really did exist? I think for me, like with aliens, I'm probably a little bit more on the skeptical side. That's because you didn't listen yeah. to the podcast, I did, dude. And he's <laughs> calling me out on the podcast about it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like I I just love the science fiction of it but something in me is like you know I, I don't know if I fully believe but I love aliens as pop culture figures and obviously to make a series like this it's like Steven Spielberg used to be like a hardcore believer and now he's not but that's probably because the government got to him and <laughs> yeah. told him to stop talking about it see I got my I won't get into it but I got my own uh, conspiracy <laughs> theories and thinking of it as uh, things in the spiritual realm. Yeah. yeah. See, that. I think that's see, definitely could, a thing, too. I that's definitely see that's that. something that I've considered a lot as well, for sure. But I definitely think if... Uh, or I think there's something out there. I think anytime anybody's like, oh, I've been abducted and they, you know, done Probably. messed up my, my corn rows. And <laughs> my corn <laughs> Like, uh, not Eminem back in the 90s, but, you know, old Farmer Jim with his <laughs> yeah. corn. Um, crop circles. Yeah, crop circles. Yeah. That's the term. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine what, like, Damon Wayans or something with cornrows and one sticking straight off. The aliens messed up. The aliens messed up my cornrows. But, uh, I don't know. I just, aliens is always something that's been interesting yeah. to everybody because it's oh, just the sure. unknown mm-hmm. and the history channel can show ancient aliens 24 7 history channel can show it. anything they want to and nobody's going to watch it still yeah what? that's true y'all got anything that you want to say uh any plugs or anything um plugs being like uh like social media yeah, where we can follow yeah. you um, yeah, you know, you can find us at Sozo Bear Films, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Vimeo. 
or www.sevsabearfilms.com. Yeah, I was trying to think if we had anything and, like new coming up that we were promoting, but yeah, we, we recently had Night at the Movies, movies and yeah. the Encounters yeah, we fundraiser. Have a, we so. have a film festival that we put on, you know, typically happens every spring, so yeah. we just did that in May. But that's something that if you're yeah. a filmmaker, you yeah. know, to be on the lookout for, because for sure. we'll be opening submissions for the for next year's at some point you know so always be on the lookout for yeah. that or if you're an actor you know um, be on the lookout for casting calls we're always looking for new talent and we'll definitely uh, you'll get a few of our fan base uh, hitting you up yeah, in that because yeah. a lot of my fans uh, dabble in the acting world cool, cool. yeah awesome but um one last thing before we go, mm-hmm. uh, I just looked up at uh, the poster and I wanted to ask, so which one of you was the inspiration for the anti-fart formula? <laughs> uh, well, I don't think it's based on us, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, but the, it is a funny story. Yeah. We wrote it with Ryan Littman, our actor. He he's plays, yeah, he's the lead. Three of our films. He's been in a lot of our work, but he's the main character in the amazing anti-fart formula. Um, and we sat down and just, we wanted to write something, we wanted to write a comedy, we wanted to write something funny and co-write it with him. Um, and uh, it started out as like a story about a guy who starts taking these like anti-fart pills and his stomach grows like... Yeah, like almost like becomes pregnant. Yeah, almost life. pregnant looking. It was just like really like insane slapstick almost. And kind of, I guess the ending idea was like he ends up like farting and like blowing this girl like out of the bed essentially, you know. And um, that was the kind of basis of us like writing the story, which ended up being kind of a heartfelt comedy really. Like there's like really mm-hmm. a lot of, that's why we called it like, you know, we said, you know, fart from your heart was yeah. the, the tagline. And we called it a comedy with a, uh, a fart comedy with a lot of heart yeah. or something like that. But uh, when we were in there, like, working on it, the funniest part was just my wife just poking her head into the room and being like, what, what in the world are you guys writing? Because, like, all she's hearing is the word fart, like, a hundred times yeah. in a row. And I was just dying laughing, like, 12-year-olds writing a movie. <laughs> yeah. Do y'all have, like, fun while y'all are writing? Oh. Or is it uh, more like grueling? No, I mean it's no, both, it's right? It's yeah. like it's a lot of fun, and then it's sometimes we're like wreck. If we start racking our brains, that that usually means we should do yeah. something else. Yeah, like for go for sure. a walk, or maybe the good the good thing is that we have this like whole business to like run. So we're like, well, we've got like ten different projects we could edit right now. So yeah. let's work on one of those. And then we can come back to the writing and, yeah. and kind of write for a little while. Like so My like, favorite thing is just me and Luke just throwing ideas. I think we're really good at just you know, being able to kill ideas or one of us be like, yeah, let's... That's let's the best that. thing yeah. when yeah. Like and you and somebody else like uh, are almost on the same level yeah. throwing oh, yeah. ideas out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll and say things at the same time yeah. and it's like we're... Like uh, my buddy Caleb Sosby and I used to... Uh, write skits for our mm-hmm. kids church yeah and we would be running on top of tables just <laughs> yelling ideas at each other getting so excited yeah, like that just awesome making it better and better yet, but. <laughs> but it is fun and yeah like the main thing is like we have to be willing to throw the idea away and uh-huh. we have to be willing to explore it too you know 
So it's like some you know if you like are gonna co-write with someone, got to make sure that they're willing to explore any idea yeah. that you throw out, and then also be willing to just like can that idea if it's terrible. Yeah, it's, if it's their idea or your idea, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Like the and they also have to be like you know level-headed enough and you guys got to see eye to eye and you have to not care about who's going to get credit for that idea or whatever it's got to be like you got to have the freedom to just create in that space it's all about like leaving your ego at the door for sure Mm -hmm. and you know and it's funny like people will ask us like oh who came up with this idea who came up with what you know who wrote what in this movie and it's like to a point where we don't remember because it's just it is Sozo Bear films, you know, yeah. just kind of um, got to a point where it just it doesn't matter, and we honestly can't remember. You know, we're not just trying to be nice and you yeah know, to say it's both of us, but honestly, it's it turns into <laughs> both of us. Yeah, we're not like keeping a tally of who had the yeah. best idea yeah. last. <laughs> All right, well, guys, this has been a great podcast. Yeah. Uh, I love getting to hear a little bit about. Uh, a little more about encounters, a little more about uh, the behind the scenes of Sozo Bear films. Sadly, I thought I was going to meet Sozo or Bear, so I'm oh. disappointed. But <laughs> Sozo's and, upstairs. Yeah. If we can catch her. But I guess uh, there's nothing left to it other than. This has been the Confound Millennial, episode 67, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels, featuring Luke Pilgrim and Brad. Please tell me it's Kennedy. Yes. Kennedy, I got it right. Yes. I'm tired of these confound millennials. <laughs> <laughs>